Joshua Dobbs was in there mixed in with a Justin Worley, a Nathan Peterman, ah, Tyler Bray. There's the guy. I was thinking. Right. Tyler Bray. He was like tall and could like, he was like, he's strong, man. He's, he's, he's a, he can see over the defense. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pro style quarterback. Everyone loves Tyler Bray. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Okie dokie, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everybody. This here program is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com, at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, the internet at large. We're out there. Uh, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogwanTheDon. Fresh off the links here in Stewart, Florida. And, uh, it was a lovely night. We were talking. We were talking about how um, you know fall weather was teasing us a little bit, and uh, let me tell you, the sky was lit up. We had the cotton candy hues. The boys were the boys were up on the tee box, you know, racing the racing the sunset. Uh, it was it was a good time. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we continue to to flirt with fall. Uh, nothing has changed in the last two days in that regard. So shout out to the weather. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan, and uh, yeah, not not super excited to watch this next round of World Cup qualifying, where we will be without both Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna. But uh, you know, yeah, it, it just builds character for the boys behind them, I suppose. So we've we, done we weirder stuff with less. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, my name is Jason Crick. I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, where, yes, it was a, a lovely September evening, late September evening. Um, I tweet things at Jason Crick when I'm not um, watching the Baltimore Orioles openly talk about how their only goal remaining is to ruin somebody's season. It's delightful. Love to to cheer for a professional baseball team that just steals money from its fans. Oh, you could argue that they all do to some degree. Certainly true. But (laughs) when you're openly not trying, it is a bit of a downer. Sure. Yeah. But they're prospects, though. Yeah, that's been true for like three years now. (laughs) Kind of. Farm system. Best in baseball, baby. Best in baseball. Got to love that. Because um, it's kind of like how Dippin' Dots is the ice cream of the future for like 25 years. That's yeah. that's being It'll give them a fan. lot of trade capital to land like Troy Tulowitzki at the yeah. trade deadline. Correct. Right? That's correct. Have you guys ever had Dippin' Dots? Yeah. Yeah, like 15 years ago. I never have had Dippin' Dots. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's good. It, like it, it bites the tongue a bit, but it's, it's good. It's an experience. Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't be like, I was going to get ice cream, but then Dippin' Dots was here. <laughs> it was available. And I opted out of a perfect substance. So Icy pellets. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just uh, feel like it was one of those things that was only available like the mall food court. Yeah, it was, and, a little, it was a, not even a food court. It was a little kiosk. Like, a, yeah, like the right. cell phone yeah, covers. Very much a mall and like, a, oh, yes. this would definitely be at the convocation center. 
yeah and other sport yeah. arenas thing yeah. yeah and i feel like we were usually forbidden from like those kind of pleasures at the mall <laughs> like we were allowed to if we, so, if, we were, if we ever ate at the mall we would get like if there was a chick-fil-a like we would go out of our way to find a mall food court chick-fil-a some of us went like, to the mall by ourselves Logan. Well, some of us were grinding tape of the Florida <laughs> offense. All right, Jason. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay. You know, the Walmart that was attached to the mall just wasn't doing it for me. It you was know, so scenic. In between Dippin' Dots runs. Aeropostale landed and it was a new day in Harrisonburg. Aeropostale. Yeah. Yeah, RIP to the mall. It's in rough shape these days. It's in rough shape. They're As like, they all are. Malls, being, malls aren't a great sector. But you know what's still in the mall? Country the place to the place to buy swords. Oh, I okay. thought country cooking closed. Did it? Yeah, that <laughs> was a big that was a big thing. Like within the that's, last twelve months. That's very possible. I just threw it out there. It went the way of Shoney's. R.I.P. The uh, R.I.P. to a real the one. Bath and Body Works is still still kicking. <laughs> yep, it's it's still getting there. it done. Yeah, yeah. I still get um, my car air fresheners from them. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. What flavor do you go? I go uh, the eucalyptus spearmint. Oh, nice, nice. It's it's in the stress relief line, I believe. I don't know how <laughs> how much that actually works to that degree, but it's a nice it's a nice the aroma. stress relief just, line. I love that there's multiple like, the line. Yeah, here's where you'll be in a better mood because your car doesn't smell like. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where it's like it probably provides more of that element when it's in a candle or like one of those yeah. warm waxes that you Wax. can you can melt down, but. Uh, for the car freshener, it, it you know it serves its purpose. Hey, it does a job. It does yeah. a job. Speaking Still of warm, ads, speaking of warm waxes, Jordan, <laughs> did you happen to catch? Uh, last night's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. No, I'm still like three weeks behind. <laughs> I'm just, just quick spoiler alert. There is one of the producers this year very clearly is some sort of nasty food fetish perv person because there has been a lot of weird food play. Uh, a lot of weird like, feeding each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 whipped cream on the toes was a bit much. Well, have you been, have you got there yet? Nope. Oh man, Riley. Riley really gets in there with old girl. Uh, oh well, you just... know Riley. It might be Riley because he they like that was the first <laughs> no, date. No, it's not. It? So there's another. There's a there's different another, girl. It is a different girl, and ah, who Riley's you will you, dog. You, you will be disappointed too. No, 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 no. Riley, Riley's situation is still the same, but uh, the the situation I'm referring to from last night's episode, there was. <laughs> uh, <I'll> just, <laughs> It's gonna be with someone you disappointed shows up at the beach, um, and okay. and a doofus and a doofus guy from last season. A but uh, um, there, there's a situation which they're turning each other into churros, and oh. uh, and <laughs> there's like this cauldron of ostensibly hot chocolate. I'm guessing like melted chocolate, and Shorty pours it right on this dude's chest. He's laying down in a bed of cinnamon sugar, and it's just like, oh, that is warm. <laughs> when it hits him it's just so it was just like one of the like least sexy moments that was was like uh, yeah i'm gonna pour this hot chocolate on your chest you big brute of a man he's just like oh that is war. <laughs> so, anyhow you're gonna love it i'm really excited for you to get there i had to stop watching it was borderline unwatchable this season has not been the best there's a lot of better than the couple seasons that have preceded it of normal that might be franchise true. Stuff. That, that's probably true. There's been a lot of just, just real quick. Let me get this take out here. Too much rehashing of despicable behavior that happened outside of paradise. I don't care. The entire premise of the bachelor in paradise show is to encourage people to behave despicably 
in paradise but then as soon as someone like maybe has the audacity to behave a little despicably outside of paradise and it trickles in they like act all sanctimonious about the rules of the show and stuff it's like really i mean what are we even doing I mean, this is like completely made up everything is a is a lie and a joke so anyhow that's that those, those are my thoughts thanks for sharing your truths you're welcome but anyhow just uh look out for the hot chocolate it's it's a delight it's yeah, a it's a real bright spot in an otherwise tough my episode. heart accordingly <laughs> right all right uh we got any other um rock town news if you guys decide what you're doing with your your gift cards yet i think i'm buying a new putter so i don't need to get over there and like give give the build sheet to the general manager over there and see if he can make it happen yeah have fun with that conversation yeah well we've got a history grace covenant boys you know that's true I, I, anyway. gang gang um i am uh Possibly going the lesson route, depending on the cost. If not a lesson route, then probably a fairway wood of some kind. Ooh, look at you! Yeah, but I'd want to. I'd want to go like I'd want to go to like a demo day or something and get that to take a driver, gander at it. Driver off the deck. It's driver off the deck season. I watched a uh, TikTok today on Instagram about how to bomb yeah. fairway woods. The, the, I'm ready. The seven things to remember as you approach a fairway. You gotta wood. sweep the top of the fairway. I did not. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Yeah. You want to compress the ball, though. You do want to compress the ball. Right. You can do both. You don't want to play it too. You don't want to play it too. All. All. Want your weight to be about about fifty eight percent on your front foot, and yeah. you want... I hate when they do that too. Yep. Like they like they give you like all the different yardages and then the percentages that you need to remember yeah, for your awful. feet. And it's like, no, nah, it's all right. I'll just figure it out. I'll just continue to hit wedges over the green like I do <laughs> at all ball. times. Yeah. Thanks, I'm just going to take a full swing. Yep. Yep. I'm just going to get a 64 degree wedge. That's what I'm going to do. Full swing. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep it going here. College football season. The coaching carousel spins on. Do we have any updates for the coaching carousel? Oh, real quick. What are we, what are we drinking tonight, guys? Oh, I've got some more uh, raspberry lime bubbles from the folks at Polar. Love it, crack. Keeping it. What going. you got? Is that, is that a, golden monkey? That is a victory golden monkey. Jason, do you have any orange juice? Because please victory golden monkey demands a splash of orange juice, and I'm not even lying to you. I tragically, ah, I I did actually have orange. I, I had a last glass like three days ago. Okay, if you, I mean, I don't know if you're if you're on this or not, but that is that is my fall drink of choice: victory golden monkey and orange right. juice. I I, I kid it's you good not. Time. I was yeah. very, I was pleasantly surprised to find it at Martin, so I will keep it in mind. It's it's good. I I don't love drinking it by itself. Actually, I think I've conditioned myself to only drink it with orange juice. So. <laughs> but I, the, it's a, it'll uh, it'll get it's you going efficient. though. It'll light your it'll light your fuse. It's a good. It's a yeah. good solid percentage. They used to they used to sell for like five bucks a, a pour at a Chop House Bar, and we'd walk down there from the TED and uh, have ourselves a time. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then walk to the Wendy's and stagger to wherever the night would take us. Sometimes the Wendy's drive through, sometimes order at Chanello's to the chop house. Uh, I remember going to the Wendy's the drive through after a Shapiro concert with the Cube Boys. Sure, that was a good time. You were there. I mean, no, you and I were. I was not there. You and I were in the Wendy's. We stayed it. I think didn't we? Didn't, there was we. No, I definitely think we were there. We went to Clementine's and. 
is this was a this is a old Harrisonburg. Okay, time no, no, right no. Here. this I picture. It was a Shapiro concert at Clementine's. We drank yeah. no less than seven pitchers of Natty Light at yep. the place next Dave's Taverna. Dave's Taverna. RIP. Everybody was excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Colin, right. ben, I this Colin, now. Ben, Dan, the squad. I, I was remembering when we rode our bikes through the Wendy's drive-thru after the Michael Artemis Maurice Memorial Tournament for the Cure. So I was I there for that? I don't think I was there for that. Yeah, that was the 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 beer pong tournament where we dressed up as frat bros. Oh, and I tried to kick that cup when I yes, fell. Correct. <laughs> I saw the picture. A picture of us in the Wendy's drive-thru on bikes is on Facebook, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, good times. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're still uh, rehashing this, but yeah. um, anyhow, I don't know. I don't know what what really got us there, but uh, oh, we're talking about drinking beers. I have a um, another one of these seltzers, splash of OJ, splash of cranberry too this time actually. Oh, multiple juices. Yeah, yeah. Looking out for my urethra, you know. So they say. Right. Okay. Um, just gonna keep it moving here. All right. Yeah. Hot seat watch real quick. We'll take a gander. Do we have any thought? Have we had any time to let our thoughts crystallize on any hot seat situation? I think we're we're holding steady right now. We after week four. I would agree. Uh I think someone maybe somewhat notable fired a coordinator recently, but it's not uh it's not jumping out at me. So couldn't and have it been certainly there. isn't Virginia. They couldn't have helped us out. Eh? Yeah. Boy, I tell you. And it's wild, too, because, like, Nick Howell, the defensive coordinator, like, he was being talked about. Wasn't for, he, like, a rising star D.C.? Yeah, like, that Orange Bowl season, like, I remember there was talk of Florida. Maybe Florida goes after Nick Howell if uh, old yeah. Todd wants to take a, a big whistle job. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, sorry to get mm-hmm. us off track. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm We're just going through it here in, yeah. in the Commonwealth. Sometimes you got to tweet through it. Sometimes you got to fire a coordinator to feel alive again, you know? Um, all right, before we get into the week, uh, Jason, let's get it. Let's get the Dukes update. Dukes have rested for a week now. What's next? This week, the Dukes travel north to one of several Northeastern foes. Uh, the Dukes are at New Hampshire in Durham, New Hampshire this weekend. Mm, the Bobcats. 3.30 on Wildcats. Saturday. Wild the Bobcats for like the fourth week in a row. Right. Um, yeah, it should be should be interesting. New Hampshire last week got absolutely blasted by Pitt, which is not a great look. Um, but Kenny Pickett's been doing it for a long time. If there's one man who knows his way around an FCS defense, it's Kenny Pickett. So preach on it. Um, but they're still ranked number 25 in the FCS poll. Okay. So should be who knows? Should be interesting. Be good to pick up another ranked win for the Dukies. Yeah. What are the Dukies yeah. ranked? Dukes are three, I believe, at this how many, point. How many Dakotas are ahead of them? I think just one, I believe. Oh, wow. South Dakota State and Sam Houston are ahead with North Dakota State directly behind. No, Montana directly behind. North Dakota wow, State. Wow, the Grizzlies. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. So, um, well, you know what it is on this podcast. It's Go Dukes for sure. It's always so, Go Dukes. Always, yeah, forever. Always, um, forever. Um, the Dukes currently have the, the highest scoring offense in FCS, FBS, or Division Two. That's ah. good. Like 54 points a game. Time time to sprinkle some overs on team totals, it sounds like. Nibs. I wonder I was, what the what's the no, I can't. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably probably good for you not to yep. uh let's move that on. out on the air. Um, all right. Before we pick some games, 
let's just take a little whip around here, see if there's anything that let's see if there's anything on the tasting menu that piques mm. you know piques our interest mm. a little bit mm. here. So uh, we do have Virginia Miami tomorrow, Jordan. I know you're the, excited about the, that one. The Dwayne the Rock Johnson Bowl, obviously, right? Uh, as as he has his two, farmland. His two loves, yeah. As right. he has farmland nearby uh, Charlottesville. Um, yeah, I, I'm not super excited to watch this. Uh, I will. Yeah. I won't do it with a great attitude. Um, I I think I would take Miami to cover. I'm not confident that the defense like can just get it together all of a sudden. But maybe Miami is is the cure for what ails them. Um, yeah. I I think like uh, Robert and I's really got to tighten it up especially when you get closer to the goal line on some of these calls. Um, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I was thinking today, like, that defense sucks so bad that everything he tries in practice must just work all the time. So he goes into games like, well, this play works. And then when it doesn't work in the game, he's like, well, it worked in practice. And so hopefully he understands, like, he's not practicing against maybe the best benchmark. For, for ACC play on the other side of the ball. I mean, see, Virginia's certainly putting up yards, right? Just yeah. they didn't seem to be able to score last week, which was odd. I mean, did I saw quarterback had 400 yards passing and two touchdowns or something like that's kind of that just seems weird. Yeah, for they, output, the, from an uh, output standpoint. the first couple of trips close to the red zone or in the red zone, they got really like they just completely changed personality almost in terms of what the plays were what they were trying to accomplish and it was it was unnecessarily cute Um, yeah and they paid for it so sure who knows maybe they'll maybe they'll give us a nice thursday night surprise but uh gotcha not holding my breath yeah um doesn't look like i'm gonna make it although i do see tickets are available for as low as eight dollars so um you know thrifty i find myself just cruising around Spend Raider. more on gas just to get there. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, although, hmm, interesting <laughs> that you say that. Um, I have Iowa at Maryland on Friday. Just, you know, probably worth keep just keeping an eye on. You never know. Uh, Mr. Maryland coach guy got a little frisky with the scheduling this week at his press conference. Do you guys see that? No. Um, Hold on a second. Remind us who Mr. Maryland coach guy is. Oh, that is uh, Sir Michael Loxley. That's right. right. Yeah. Locks. Um, Bagels and locks. Locks the damn gate. All right. How dare you? Yeah. There's some echoes. They need to be awakened. (laughs) How dare you? Oh, no, wait. Hold on. It's not Michael Loxley. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's the coach. It is. Um, I can't find the quote at the moment, uh, but But basically he's – He's he's annoyed at the Friday starts, I think, or at the Friday games or the something like that. And they asked him about it. I don't know if they asked him about it at the press conference or if he just said it. And he said, you know, maybe eventually we'll be a full member of the B1G and we won't have to do this anymore. <laughs> so oh, I got, wow. got a little frisky with it, which I find funny because it's sure. funny. Maryland in the Big Ten is funny objectively in and of itself. So. Yeah, Maryland really, really makes no sense there. But well, that's funny. what happens when you uh, run up millions and millions of dollars of debt, and you need somebody to pay it off. Yeah, sure. Yeah, get those bills paid, dog. Yep. Hustlers hustle. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Michigan is at Wisconsin. This is a game I feel like we have picked every year for the last eight <laughs> years um, that we've been doing this. If, if you know, if not more than once a year, 
just this is a Big Ten matchup to end all Big Ten matchups. It appears to be the big nude Saturday game um, on Fox. So we'll have Gus Johnson on the call. I am. Do we have any? Uh, do we have a line on this? Out of curiosity, Jordan, do you know? And uh, if we, if I didn't pass this. See it I feel off. like this could be. This could have like big time Michigan overvalued energy. So I'm um, seeing Wisconsin favored by two. Right wow. Now. Okay. One and two. Wisconsin is hosting <laughs> four right, and so zero Michigan. The betters are not still not convinced by <laughs> Michigan. Convinced. Uh, which you know. I think Michigan almost lost to Rutgers last week, so perhaps the betters are on to something. But uh, I was—I just wasn't sure. I mean, certainly the we're doing the thing with Michigan where because they're four and zero, they get to be fourteenth in the country. So congrats yeah. to them on that. But uh, clean Cuban, logos rise to the top. Right, going down the list, um, Duke at North Carolina. There's a basketball matchup that we all it's love a, to it's see. It's a trophy game too. I think they play for that bell that's on a wagon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then they, then they paint it the different shade of blue. I think. Oh, that's right. And then they paint the, like the victory bell. Yeah. Um, Texas is at TCU in a game that Jason will have his eyes glued to at noon on ABC. Um, to his two loves, Texas ah. and TCU, dueling. Yep. Unranked old, Texas at old friends TCU returned to me at noon in Texas brunch kick. Um, oh man, how the mighty have fallen there. Uh, keep it going. Louisville at Wake Forest. Didn't TCU I'm just, just thinking, lose to SMU? Yes. And there was and a flag SMU, plant. That also, that also led to some friskiness. Yes. There was, there was a flag plant situation at midfield in which Gary Patterson like actually made some pretty funny like SMU jokes. I and uh, yeah, Jerry Kill got like hit by a player and knocked over, like here with a helmet twice. Well, that's not good. Yeah. yeah he had, like, got, got diagnosed with a concussion. Like things got out of hand. It was a you mess. Hate, you do hate to see that. Yeah. Uh, all right, just kind of cruising through here. Florida's at Kentucky. Tough game for the Gators uh, on the road. Night game, Kroger Field, Lexington, Kentucky. Been there. Tough atmosphere. You know, the fans really get after it there. But uh, Kentucky's tough, like we talked about a little bit earlier uh, in the week when, on our previous episode. Not really sure that they know 100% what they want to do on offense other than pound the rock. Um, and... You know, so Florida's defense is going to have to be stiff through the middle, and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, Florida limits big plays. If Florida can not let Kentucky like hit any big plays, I think this should be a, a fairly straightforward game for Florida. But um, I don't know. Kentucky has been kind of a pain in recent years, so we'll see how it goes. Lynn Bowden ain't walking through that door. Yeah, that's the guy we're looking for. Is he Lynn the one that Bowden threw the punch Jr. though? I thought so because he was like their best player, and everybody was. Like, yeah, I thought he was like he was adjacent to it, but wasn't the alleged thrower. I thought it was him. I'm seeing Florida minus eight and a half on the road. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Hasn't Florida won like thirty three of the last thirty four against? Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the streak was finally broken. What was it? Three years ago? Two years ago? It might have been Mullen's first year. Yeah, it was Mullen's first year. Yeah. And it was like it was a fugly football game that yeah. if I recall correctly. I think we were still Felipe Franks definitely played in that game because then Felipe Franks broke his leg against Kentucky uh year a year after. and a half ago. And that sprung Kyle Trask free from the shackles. And he uh and you know just went on to become Tom Brady's protege. The so. rest was history. 
exactly. It's like we drew it up. Anyhow, um, we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on that one, obviously. But uh, let's get to the actual fun games of the weekend. Unless you guys have any other to add, uh, we have a pretty primo slate of games. I'm excited. Yeah, I think uh, if you want to get weird and probably pointsy, I see Liberty at UAB at 7 p.m. Ooh, that's 7 uh, that's UB, UAB's first home game in sure. in the new oh, stadium. Yeah. yeah, nice stadium, I think. So yeah, that uh, will surely be a raucous environment. Fans have all that pent up energy they've been waiting to give give <clears> to the young men, and now it's what time. do we think? What do we think about Boston College at Clemson? Four and zero Boston College at two and two, number twenty five in the country, Clemson. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued too, actually. Um, backup quarterback, Boston College, still. It's true. Clemson plays like they have a backup quarterback, also. That makes Oof. it feel better. Hey, just just for giggles, who is Clemson's backup quarterback? Like, I'm sure he's another five star guy, but I don't know. I bet he's got like that. A... There's no like. Well, they got they got Scuttle this butt. hot young prospect in, waiting in the wings. Why don't they turn him loose if DJ's not getting it done? Hunter, it appears there's a gentleman named Hunter Helms. Sure. Uh, currently listed behind DJ. You? He, he works part-time at the Vineyard Vines store. On the Former News, News 19 Player of the Week out of Gray Collegiate Academy. He saw limited uh, action in 2020. Interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up Mr. Helms's recruiting profile here. Take a look-see. I see multiple articles here uh, discussing quarterback depth at Clemson. Oh, he's only a three-star. Oh, poverty. Only a three-star. 8.8114 on the 247 composite. He also visited USF. That makes sense. He, golly, he looks like a Clemson student, though. Oh, he was a he was a Holy Cross decommit. So, so wow, he, he really had a glow up. <laughs> he really there. he really leveled up from he from the Holy Cross days. Yeah. So anyhow, maybe Clemson uh, doesn't have a whole lot of depth back there. So we're just gonna roll it out with DJ. Let's see how it goes. Got to think Clemson will improve, but I think some of their problems are. A little bit more fundamental than just play calling. I think they need to. I don't know. They they need to they need to get better at some key positions, namely quarterback play. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, Jordan, take us away. Let's All right. do it. Let's pick some games, boys and girls. Uh, as Logan mentioned, we've got got some tasty looking offerings on the board this weekend. Uh, not five of them tasty enough to to tickle the TV schedules so we threw we threw a bit of a quirk in there at the end for for real ones who remember the dumpster fire of the week um but we're gonna start in the sec with a noon kickoff between the arkansas razorbacks and the georgia bulldogs georgia is favored by 18 and a half american points in this one jason you may begin yeah, I really want to pick Arkansas here, but I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't think they have the horses. I think Georgia's too talented. They they're just loaded. Um, 
I think Arkansas is is straight up good enough that Georgia is going to take them seriously and yeah. uh, assert themselves. Uh, it's not a trap game in any way, shape, or form. It's weird that it's at noon and it's funny, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I think Georgia is way too good. I think they're gonna they're gonna flex on them a little bit. I think Arkansas will be fine. I think Arkansas is going to go like ten and two, nine and three at worst this year. But I, I think there's a there's a gap between the top few teams this year and. And everyone else, of course, we've said that, and most of them have looked vulnerable. So, who's right. to say? But All I think right. I think Georgia's gotten its offense in gear a little bit the last few weeks after looking weird against Clemson, um, for sure. And yeah, I don't I don't know that that Arkansas has seen anything like them. All right, I am going to well, take sure forward to uh, going back to Georgia. Arkansas. The people of Georgia. I had ESPN overwriting my audio here suck it guys um i'm gonna take <laughs> arkansas that was sam Pittman in the background listener uh to show you that i'm doing my research but i yeah i think like arkansas the way they've been kind of rolling along i don't think they're approaching this game as like oh well we'll give it our our shot we'll give it the college try like i think they legit think they can win this game which bless their right. heart they probably could uh if if they play the way they've been playing and they get some breaks um but i think the way they have the best chance to win the game is if they can ex- establish that run game which they are averaging over 260 per game i believe keep the clock rolling keep the ball out of george's hands on offense and and keep them in touch score wise um Georgia, on the other hand, only has given up like 65 rushing yards a game. So that is that is what we in the business call strength on strength matchup. Um, so keep your eyes peeled on that. But yeah, uh, yeah I I like Arkansas. I like the momentum they're playing with. The defense plays well. Um, JT Daniels is dealing with a lat thing apparently. Um, so that's that's part of a quarterback's mechanics. And uh, Barry Odom knows the SEC. It's not like this is his right. first time on the big stage and he's he's never seen a Georgia before. So uh, I will take Arkansas. And it feels like maybe a little <clears throat> backdoor cover opportunity with the 18 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think Arkansas will straight up cover here. Um, I, I just, like you said, Jordan, it's a bit of a strength on strength thing, but... I think that the way Arkansas has played defense against like a team like Texas A&M that I would say in many ways is probably similar in approach as Georgia is going to be very pro style, very uh, like traditional running game focused. Um, They fared really well in that game. They do kind of a weird defensive thing, uh, but they only play like they play like a, like a weird three, two, six, like dime arrangement type deal. <clears throat> but they make it work. And um, I do think that like their insistence on running the ball, especially with quarterback, I am a little concerned about Jefferson's health. If he's going to need, you know, I don't think Arkansas really probably wants him to carry the ball 25 times on Saturday, but you know, they might have to, <laughs> they might have to, we might have to see what happens um, in this game, but I don't know. I just, I, this is more to me a, a little bit of maybe distrust in Georgia um, I think we might be overvaluing a little bit of that Clemson game. I don't think Clemson is that great. And Georgia didn't really move the ball in that game 
hardly any better than Clemson did. So I think this might be the best defense that Georgia has seen so far. And I think it's going to be closer than 18 and a half, which is, you know, not exactly doesn't to me, doesn't sound crazy. Yeah. When I, I looked back like the past couple of years and Kirby's Georgia teams, like 2020, 2019, they never really blew out a legit top 25 opponent that they played. They like, Right. Their big wins against ranked opponents were like against Auburn the second week of the season when Auburn was 24th and they ended up with five losses that year. So um, right. I think they they keep teams in the game sometimes mm-hmm. by by their own fault too. So there's also that potential, especially when Arkansas is playing defense the way they have the past couple weeks. Um, and I mean, I, I don't want to like, I guess, over – value the Kendall Bryles offensive approach because uh, I am on the record as being a little bit anti that approach but I, he's that offense has been really good this year at keeping defenses off balance with the running game with the quarterback running game and then actually taking shots downfield Jefferson throws a really nice deep ball and you know if they could hit Georgia on you know like, like they did to Texas A&M last week I mean that's the reason they won the game they caught him early with a couple just big haymaker plays and and then got to kind of sit on uh, a limited um a limited Texas A&M team so yeah I, I I think I'm impressed with Arkansas I doubt they win this game but I think they cover all right uh game number two is a, another weird kickoff time 230 I believe uh this will be on NBC as all Golden Domer games tend to be this is one we've had circled for weeks since the offseason Cincinnati at Notre Dame, uh, we've got Cincinnati favored on the road by one and a half. And I'm going to lead us off by taking Notre Dame. Uh, I think Cincinnati coming off of a bye week is intriguing. And it's also potentially worrisome, um, given that they, like, to this point really haven't shown the ability to put four solid quarters together against a single opponent. And if you do that against Notre Dame, I think you're in trouble the way that their defense has played anyhow. Um, I think Notre Dame is still limited on the offensive side of the ball, but in terms of like the talent guys they have, they have the horses to get it done. Um, I think the home atmosphere is going to be big for Notre Dame as well. And uh, Jack Cohn is expected to start, last I saw. Um, I think he exited their Wisconsin game with an injury. But, uh, yeah. And and Cincinnati's win against Indiana, like, maybe doesn't look as good as we thought it could. Uh, Indiana only beat Western Kentucky by two last week, so they're still sorting some stuff out. So I will take Notre Dame again. Feels like maybe they've got some momentum and figuring things out on their side. <clears throat> um, you presented a compelling case, Jordan. I, I, you yeah, know, that's what I try say. to do. I, I go with my gut and then I find <laughs> bullet points to support my gut. Sure. I don't recommend yeah. spending your money this way, but. Did you happen to catch the, the Bill C projection on this? Uh, like virtually a tie. I think oh, yeah, it was, it was like Notre Dame 25.3 and yeah. Cincinnati 25.2. Uh, 
which is hilarious. But uh, I'll go Cincinnati here. I think Cincinnati's defense will be able to be disruptive against uh, that Notre Dame front on offense. Um, I think Notre Dame's game last week, uh, while a resounding victory does not adequately represent how ineffective the Notre Dame offense was for basically the entirety of that game. And I think Cincinnati does present some challenges on defense. I do have some concerns with Cincinnati's inability to put together like two back-to-back good halves, strong halves of football, especially we kind of thought that Ritter was going to maybe take another step here uh, to be more of a big time quarterback, maybe play his way into like, you know, fringe draft prospect status. Maybe he still is who knows he's tall and fast, but that said, I'll take Cincinnati here. Um, I think that this will be a good time for them to play uh, a, a big game. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've taken that approach before. Like they'll be ready. They're fired up. They got to play well at Indiana. They got to play well against Notre Dame, but beat up quarterback Notre Dame and Notre Dame's offense still isn't really that impressive. So I'll take Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm going to also take Cincinnati. I, I was going to say before you did, but the, the best win on the board is Notre Dame at Wisconsin, but that wasn't as emphatic as, um, sorry, Notre Dame over Wisconsin, but that was not as emphatic as 41-13 makes it look. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I like that since he's coming off a bye, I think that gives an already stark coaching advantage, even more room to breathe. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm just, I'm very much not sold on Notre Dame as I will forever probably not be entirely sold on Notre Dame. Um, and, and yeah, I like what, <laughs> I like what Cincinnati does on offense. I think their their defense stumbled a bit at Indiana, but um, I think they look good. So I think it should be a fun game. For sure. All right. Uh, we move into the 330 spot for for just a real, you know, a real emotional matchup, Padawan and master situation, <laughs> if, you, if you're into that kind of thing. We've got Ole Miss at Alabama. Uh, there's been rat poison all over the media and all over the Twitter <laughs> timeline this week. Um, Bama home favorites by 14 and a half. Logan, who do you have? Mm. The half point is really, is really hanging. <laughs> it's really, it's it, really it, hanging. It really does seem to be looming large in this situation. Um, Man, I really don't want to overvalue last year's night game at Ole Miss. That was similar time of year. That was just an absolute barn burner, um, up and down the field shootout game. But Lane knows how to score some points on Alabama. It would appear this this wouldn't be his first time. I think Alabama, like, I mean, Florida moved the ball on them. I think they can be scored on. I God. But I also don't want this to be like uh, one of those like overthought games and then Alabama's up 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, um, which, you know, doesn't mean you can't backdoor cover, Paul. So I'll take Ole Miss to cover the 14 and a half here. Don't feel tremendous about it, but I feel really good about Ole Miss's ability to score. Um, Just, yeah, yeah, they're going to need to not make any mistakes. And that is basically the lesson that you learn when you play against Alabama is that you cannot afford to make 
any mistakes. Well, and, they have uh, the right quarterback to not make any mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one guy they have <laughs> that is willing, who really embodies the sort of his coach. If, if there's ever been a quarterback coach matchup that more perfectly suited one another, it's Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral. Um, but yeah, I think I think Ole Miss should come in with a great game plan and uh especially on offense. Their defense has been vastly improved this year. So I know, you know, it's always like you talk about a DJ Durkin led defense on that side of the ball, but mm-hmm. clearly has maximized um the talent they have over there. And I don't know. I mean Alabama's Alabama's Alabama, right? Super talented. They're good. They're a little dinged up. One of their running backs, I think, is is that Brian Robinson might be back for this game. Um, but yeah, it's a home game for Alabama, so God forbid they ever play a tough a toughie on the road sometime. But I will take Ole Miss because basically because of the half point. Love love, love the backdoor love the backdoor cover potential here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, the the half point sealed it for me as well. Um, oh no, I I liked Ole Miss. Yeah, bad side. I liked Ole Miss uh, a lot. Anyways, I think uh, as dedicated fans of chaos. We'll always root for it. Um, I think I think Michael Wilbon pissed off Lane Kiffin this week, um, which I well, hope is delightful. Um, Michael Wilbon, yeah. Wait, what? what yeah. Who pissed in that guy's Cheerios? I mean, he's a strange I, thing. That's like, not. It, that's it's not so weird, man. Because I like, I just watched the like PTI. 20 year special they did yeah. last night or whatever yeah. and that was like that was pretty endearing watch and then i think it's a great show i, I yeah. it's just like well, he and he and Kornheiser used to be like really good and like really talkative and that's what then like wilbon's got his like whole like just like openly hates washington dc and like it's it's all very they get no, they've gotten he's not wrong there but. they've gotten like like they've, yeah. they've gotten very aggressive and it's very weird I don't I don't know I understand it but I mean Will Bond certainly has his his like turn I mean he like he's one of those guys that's like very sanctimonious about being yeah. a uh, a, uh, a media jur- guy. a journalist you know, yeah, like a media a, guy right so capital J journalist right um, anyways it was all very weird but Lane. Definitely, the Lane saw it and tweeted about it, and it was funny, like Lane's tweets usually are. Um, but yeah, this this feels like a game where he just like concocts weird stuff um, and keeps it at least close. Um, I don't know if he becomes the first Saban assistant to beat Nick Saban, but uh, it feels like they can keep it close. He's had a he's had a week off to prepare for it. Give me the rubs. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Ole Miss also. Uh... We're, we're all going to get on this train and have a time one way or the other. Um, I like that Florida maybe gave a bit of a blueprint in terms of how to run the ball against Alabama if you've got the Jimmys and Joes for that kind of output and the blueprint for not only how to run the ball, but like keep the ball away from him, Bryce Young, and keep the clock rolling, um, which endears itself to keeping the game close and thus covering a 14-and-a-half spread. I also think that uh, just the fact that, like, Lane is who he is, I think he, he like, given the opportunity, he will try to cover. Like, yes, I, I think he knows he's, what the spread he's is. He's very <laughs> aware of the line, yes. Yeah. So, like... If he that's, gets a chance to piss key. off Bama boosters at the end, he will absolutely do that. Um, 
And I, another bet I like, if if folks are so inclined, if they maybe want to sprinkle, would uh, would be whatever Bama team total you can find. Um, I like the over, almost almost blindly. They're they have scored in this game the last three years: sixty-two, fifty-nine, and sixty-three points against Ole Miss. Um, and they needed a lot of those sixty-three to win last year, right? Yeah. Uh, the over the total for this game over under is eighty currently. Um, I I think I would feel comfortable taking the over. Um, but yeah, let's let's go lane train. Show show us what it's all about. Definitely. Uh, okay, we are now going to move to the Big Twelve for a seven p.m. kickoff. This is also ranked on ranked. Baylor at Oklahoma State in T Boone's Pickin Stadium. Uh, the Cowboys favored by three and a half at home. Jason gets to begin. Mm. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot to this one. <laughs> no. Not how many? How many Baylor and Oklahoma State games have we? Conceived? Yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm learning all about the teams as we speak. Um. I have no idea. I don't know if you couldn't tell that. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to take Baylor. Ah. Um, I think. A little road dog action. A little road dog action. I, I like. Not I road think. dog action. Road fave action. Home home dog. Anti home dog action. No, I'm an idiot. This is a, this is a road dog. Yeah, it's it road is a road dog. Sorry. Turning me all around. Um, I like. Their offense is very good. Um, it's not exactly tested, but it did well last week against. Um, Iowa State, which is currently the best win among these two teams. Um, Kansas State played Oklahoma State a little bit close, it looks like. Of course, I have no idea on the details of that game. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, they actually didn't play them all that close. But um, yeah, anyway, I can't emphasize. I hate that I went first for this one because I don't know jack about this game. But here are the Bears. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm also going to take Baylor here. I like the fact that the SP Plus likes Baylor in this, being an analytics guy. Um, Huge. The uh, the Big Bears' offensive coordinator is one Jeff Grimes from Ooh. BYU. So he's bringing that fun Zach Wilson offense with him. Um, I think... Wow, look at David. Look at Dave Aranda welcoming a fun, a fun Zach Wilson offense. You know? Yeah, and, it's good to see our sweet defensive shows, coordinator coaches growing up. I think that shows maturity and growth for for old Mister Coach Aranda. Um, I I am curious, will Baylor be able to run the ball with the success they have to this point? Because it looks like Oklahoma State's run defense might not actually be too crappy this year. I think um, the defense is good. Yeah, but I also think uh, on the other side of the ball, Randa can maybe do enough to make Oklahoma State's quarterback Spencer Sanders have to like actually shoulder a load and and make some proactive winning plays. Um, and I don't know that I trust Spencer Sanders enough to do that uh, consistently based on what I saw of him last year. So I will take Baylor here. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't see this as being, I don't really see any reason for Oklahoma State to be favored in this game at this point. I mean, I, other than their defense is pretty good. Spencer Sanders has not taken a step forward uh, as like the next Oklahoma State quarterback of note. Um, they kind of have gone away a little bit from being a quarterback centric offense. And that might just be because of personnel. But that said, I think Baylor is doing a good job uh, on both sides of the ball. But like I said, on offense, opening things up a little bit here and maybe embracing a more modern style of football. And I like Aranda, what he does with the defense. So let's uh, reward Baylor by picking him here. Can't wait. Can't wait to see how it turns out. All right. And for our nightcap, we go to the 7.30 slot. This is a game that has captured the timeline's attention. The living embodiment of the sickos looking through the window. Being... Yeah. Just just for so many reasons, it appeals to so many different walks of life. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You guessed it. It's the Yukon Huskies at the Vanderbilt Commodores on uh, at 7.30 on ESPNU, I believe. Uh, yep. This this gets the UFO treatment. Um, Vanderbilt favored by a whopping 14 and a half points at home. I guess that makes sense. They are the only program in this game with a win so far this year. Um, I get to lead us off. I'm going to go ahead and take Vanderbilt here uh, for two reasons. And they're both based in science and fact. So pay close attention. This is how you make a pick. First, Vanderbilt played our sweet Georgia Bulldogs last week. That means that UConn is going to feel like an absolute walk in the park compared to four quarters of Georgia football. Uh, the second reason is this is kind of their last chance to really get out some, some frustration in the form of points because they're staring the SEC East schedule down the barrel and they're not going to have many more chances to have some fun on the football field. So I think they're going to take full advantage. I think they're going to try and run up the score, appease the home fans, appease the boosters, and, uh, yeah, give me the Commodore, the Commodore Club. The Commodore Club. Yeah, the Commodore Club. For the Commodore Club. In right. some circles. Uh, I'll take UConn here. Again, 14 and a half. It's looking tantalizing. But uh, I, I'll, I'll take UConn to cover – I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to zag. I'm going to zag here on your Georgia. Played Georgia, so it's going to feel great. Take Georgia, in my mind, has entered the Alabama class of a team that can beat you uh, for a couple of weeks. Like Alabama, Alabama notoriously will beat you. And then like Miami, like Miami is basic. Their season has basically been ended, <laughs> but at the hands of just an absolute manhandling by Alabama in week one. And then everything has been all thrown off and, They've eked a couple games out, and now they're just like playing random freshman at quarterback and just kind of seeing what happens. So, I, I I could see Vanderbilt having some some. It's like sort of the body blow theory. I just think Vanderbilt might be a little beat up, and maybe uh, certainly might seem like they should score on UConn. I can't believe this game is happening, and ostensibly people are going to pay real American dollars to go see this happen in that sad place but uh also vanderbilt's coach strong look you seen this guy clark lee wow where did he come from he was notre dame's dc that's right but just like a pretty aggressive 
bald guys look. In case you're in case Is you're in LEA. It's yeah. LEA, yeah, like Mr. Clean. He's kind of like a Mr. Clean. Oh, he's like football Mick Cronin. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Well said. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit, yeah, a little bit more yoked, but yes, football Mick yeah, Cronin. Football Mick Cronin. Very, yeah. very apt. So, um, and because he looks like that, I, I'll take UConn. <laughs> That's as many facts as the rest of us are going to bring to this conversation. Exactly. So, uh, oh, did you know? Also... Sorry, 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 sorry. Wow, wow. Did you know what uh, what position he played in college? Uh, was he a fullback? He was a fullback. Yeah. <laughs> that seems very. I feel like it, fullbacks it's a are like too on the nose. Yeah, yeah, they're just uh, they're tough, tough, rugged guys, but they got to know a lot of the offense, so they you know they pick things up and they become defensive coordinators. Real, real coaches' sons. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I go, Jordan? My, mm-hmm. Can I go now? Please. Thank you. Um, I'm also going to take Vanderbilt. Uh, I, I genu- I don't think that UConn would make the FCS playoffs like straight up. Um, they are atrocious. They lost to Holy Cross. Um, yeah, I don't. I the the Georgia beating you for three weeks argument is very fair, but I think. I think Vanderbilt kind of went into that knowing like, oh, we're just trying to survive the week. And I don't, I don't think they're, they're at lasting damage. So um, yeah, give me Vanderbilt. UConn is just that, they're just that bad. They yeah. lost like 70 to nothing last week. It wasn't like they didn't just lose. They got 62 to nothing. It was 62 let's to nothing. Let's put Sorry, some respect on their name. I will yeah. say in, uh, in UConn's defense last week, they kept it pretty tight against Wyoming. Uh, in a game that they were 31 and a half point dogs in, apparently. Yeah, they were winning. They were winning that game for a little bit. I yeah, think. so maybe they're on the up and up. Who's Break up the Huskies. Break up but, the sad Huskies. But yeah, Wyoming it's... isn't trotting out SEC speed like Vanderbilt. That's what I'm saying. So. I, I genuinely <laughs> think Nothing UConn... says SEC speed like Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think UConn would go Anchor like down, baby. six speed. and five in the FCS. This really puts into perspective, like I know we have James Franklin trust issues, but what in the hell? was he doing at Vanderbilt? I mean, he, I, he gets the benefit of the Will Muschamp years and yes. the sort of end of the Mark Richt, like, yeah. rattling to a stop Georgia Still years. Though. I actually think... <laughs> I <laughs> I saw... Uh, it was like a, a, a Georgia radio announcer on Twitter was like... He obviously was trying to lure some Florida fans into one, like a stupid back and forth. And... Um, so I saw it. So it came across my timeline. That doesn't, that doesn't and, uh, work. And, and so it worked. But anyhow, someone he someone just retweeted it. But he wrote, uh, seriously, can someone name something that Dan Mullen has done that Kirby Smart hasn't done? And <laughs> and someone replied, beat Vanderbilt every time they played. And the guy got blocked immediately by the, by the announcer. It was someone's like, wow, that was pretty quick. But anyhow, I thought that was funny. But like. Not so long ago, Vanderbilt beat Georgia. Like, I mean, yeah. Kirby. Like, I mean, Kirby's been the coach at Georgia for what six years now? Since Five? sixteen. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not that. That's not. I mean, that's uh, maybe a long time in college yeah, football. Yeah, he never had but... an awful team at Georgia. Right. Exactly. And, and so it's just like, what happened? I've just been very curious by like the precipitous fall with Vanderbilt. I mean, they used to at least be plucky. They seem like they have no pulse right now. But yeah, I mean, I think there's contrast that like, with UConn, similar. But. There's there's a lack of institutional buy-in there that really trickles down. Um, Vanderbilt's 
Vanderbilt's athletic department has gone through. They have they have gone through it. Let's sure. say. Um, and think, listen, there were some there were some issues there, right? I think things are probably on the upswing, but that's the kind of thing that takes a bit. And so, yeah, con- you know the the effects of that stuff lingers for a yep. while. So, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled. ESPNU seven thirty. Set the TiVo now. Put the kids boop, to bed. Boop, 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 boop. Set that, the TiVo. That condensed game is going to be like six minutes long. Here <laughs> we're like, well, here are the three big it's plays. It's just a lot of eye dotting. Yeah, here they'll be able to the run, band. run through that in seven plays. But uh, well, thank you for bringing it back, Jordan. Appreciate You're appreciate welcome. the uh, the nod to uh, the dumpster fire of the week. It's always yeah. fun to well shout out to the here. board for not having five ranked on ranked this week for us. So. You know, shout out to Wisconsin for not being ranked because yeah. you know that would have found its way in there. We would have been doing this thing. We're like, well, Graham Mertz, you know, it's a throw an interception. Once again, obligated to give Wisconsin, Michigan the <laughs> respect it does not deserve. <laughs> That's right. All right. You guys got anything else? It's been a fun one. I think I'm good. Cool. JC, you get to watch games this weekend? I think I do get to watch some games this weekend. Hey, V excited. We're back. But- Probably Going means back. I'm forgetting something important on my calendar. So you burning you burning any meat this weekend? I don't know. I thought about I thought about maybe maybe tossing something on the smoker. There were pork loins on sale at Martin's last night that mm. I restrained myself from getting because my freezer is still full. Do you, um, like, so. do you like to smoke wings? I do like to smoke wings. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's a quick and easy option. Maybe uh, I don't know. We'll find something. We'll find something to, to, to set on fire for a bit. I tell you what, um, I don't know if it was on sale or not, but I saw a lady at Costco with about 11 pigs worth of ribs in her cart today. Respect. Um, wow. So I wherever she's partying. Yeah, and and there was also her. margarita mix in, in the cart. Oof. So okay. It, it looked like <laughs> All right. a good time. Where Have a day. didn't get them digits. Jordan Have a day, Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, anyways, might burn some meat. Might uh, might go slap a golf ball around a little bit. Who's to say? The world's my oyster. You know what I'm saying? Hey, get out there, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the fall vibes. Yeah, you got to play these old sticks while you guys still got them. You know, I was gonna yeah. say. and have fun. This, like now's now's the time of year, Logan. I don't know how much of this you get down there where you are, given your lack of seasonal uh, adjustment Awareness. variation. But yeah, like this is right the time of year where it's so frustrating to play golf because like the weather's awesome, but leaves are starting to hit the ground. And if you don't find the fairway, it is an absolute nightmare trying to find your ball if it went anywhere near a tree that is shedding. Leaves are on the ground, greens are punched, it's a whole mess. Yeah. But the weather's great, truly. Not not even sarcastic. (laughs) The weather is great. Honestly, we haven't had it was a little a little crispy where I played today at some places. I was kind of like, oh wow, this is different. You know, yeah. just haven't haven't played on the nice dried out grasses in a while. So <laughs> the fast grasses. Uh, the fast, yeah, not not fast, but anyhow. All right, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for joining us. It's the wheel route. We're at the wheel route on Twitter, wheel route podcast at gmail.com. The wheel is the website. You can track the picks there. You can listen to the show there. A bevy of information is available there. The wheelroute.com. Uh, we will Talk to you next week. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Hey, go Dukes.